Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. This is Spurs Cast, episode 664. My name is Paul and I'm your host here on the Spurs Cast. Today, in this return episode of the Spurs Cast, I will be going solo to look at where the Spurs' roster currently stands in the offseason and uh, I'll also break down the schedule. Now, before we start record, before we start discussing this episode, I, I, you all may be wondering, you know, why has, has there not been a Spurs Cast in, in over a month? Uh, the reason for that is that we decided to take a little bit of a break. Uh, I'm, I'm going through a transition in my personal life where I actually moved locations. So I, I kind of had to move to different cities. Uh, that's one part of it. But then, too, you know, there hasn't been a lot of news. It's been the offseason. Um, we want to take a break on, as Project Spurs. And then we're going we're gonna to become now that uh, we're back here with the Spurs cast. And I got everything set up, ready to go. So let's jump right into this episode. Here we go. All right. So the first topic is the roster after one month. So again, it was back on, I believe it was like July 12th that it last recorded an episode. So there's been some changes to the Spurs' roster, um, you know, currently. Now, before we go into the players, there's actually been some coaching updates with the team. Uh, a l- longtime assistant coach, um, you know, shooting guru coach Chip England has departed from the team. He's gone on to move to, to sign with the Oklahoma City Thunder as one of their new assistant coaches. So so Chip England, after 17 seasons with the Spurs, is no longer with the Spurs. He's now You'll now see him when he when the Oklahoma City Thunder visit San Antonio or when the Spurs go on the road over there. But the Spurs have brought back a familiar face in the coaching um, with the coaches, and that is Brett Brown, um, former head coach of the Philadelphia 76ers. He's now back in San Antonio as an assistant coach with the Spurs. So, so again, Chip England's gone uh, from the assistant coaching bench, Greg Popovich, and now the, the uh, and now now Brett Brett Brown is back after um, spending some seasons earlier in his career in San Antonio. So let's talk about where the roster currently stands. Uh, there's been some new additions uh, in terms of players um, on the team. Gorgie Jang officially signed his deal. Uh, he did sign a, a fully guaranteed one-year minimum deal. So Gorgie Jang is back in San Antonio. Uh, Dominic Barlow and Jordan Hall have both filled out the two-way roster spots. So now those two roster spots are completely full. Uh, and, and we've talked about Do- uh, Dominic Barlow here on the Spurs cast before. He was the, uh, he was the, the pick taken in the second round for San Antonio. Uh, he played a lot in the summer league. If you watch the Vegas games uh, back in July, Jordan Hall was also on the summer league team. He's a six eight uh, forward, so he again he'll th- those two players will be going back and forth between San Antonio and Austin this coming season. And the Spurs uh, last week just signed, uh, or they haven't officially announced the deal yet, um, or it hasn't actually gone through on, on the transaction wire. But Alize Johnson uh, was a, was an unrestricted free agent. He has signed a non guaranteed deal. Um, Woj broke the news that, that the Spurs are going to sign him to a one year deal. But then Jeff McDonald of the San Antonio Express News did, um, you know, mention that it's it's a non guaranteed deal. So this is most likely a training camp invite because based on their roster construction right now, uh, the Spurs do need to make uh, wave somebody uh, at some point uh, before the regular season starts. So now, now that we know exactly who's kind of been brought into the team, let's talk about where the roster currently stands. Uh, again, with with about a month before training camp starts here. So the roster breakdown: they currently the Spurs have 18 players on the roster. And they have two open spots left before training camp and the preseason. So again, they have they can still add two more players. So you may see them, you know, Spurs reportedly agree to deal with so and so. If they do that, what's well, because they have two spots left? Uh, thirteen players are guaranteed deals. So so there are thirteen players with guaranteed deals. Uh, 
Three players uh, have non-guaranteed deals, and that will be Trey Jones, who has a partially guaranteed deal for $500,000. Then they have Kata Bates Job, who has a non-guaranteed deal. And now they have Alize Johnson, who's on a non-guaranteed deal. Then um, the Spurs still have a qualifying offer out and restricted free agency on Joe Wieskamp. So the team can still try to bring him back if, uh, you know, on that qualifying offer, if Wieskamp were to, you know, were, were to accept that, that offer. But again, uh, right now, um, there's not really spot. There, there's two spots. Yes. But, you know, like I said, one player will have to be um, waived from this roster before the, the regular season begins uh, later on in October. So right now, Yes, they can go into the preseason, into training camp first uh, with with, the, with 18 players on the roster or even, or even up to 20, and then they can play the whole preseason out. But then before the first game of the regular season on October 19th, the team does have to waive at least one player based on roster construction right now. So um, I, I guess, again, the players to watch are those players on non-guaranteed deals. That's Trey Jones. Um, I think he's pretty safe right now just because they've, they, they've used him as an integral part off their bench um, in the past few, a few seasons. They have Katie Bates Job, who's also gotten some minutes the last two years. Um, you know, and then they have Alize Johnson. So again, unless he unless he really pops in the in the um, in the training camp and, and preseason, um, you know, I don't know I don't know how certain it is that he makes the team. Uh, another player to watch for, even though he's on a guaranteed deal, uh, and um, is uh, uh, Romeo Langford because the fact that you know he he was kind of injured when he got traded from from Boston to San Antonio to end the season last year. But again, they have a lot of guards already on this on this roster, a lot of shooting guards specifically where he plays, and so they may want to give a lot of those minutes to the younger players who they just drafted, like Malachi Branham or maybe uh, Blake Wesley. So again, even though, yes, Langford is on a guaranteed deal, I don't know, you know, it wouldn't be surprising to me if the Spurs, had, you know, by the time the, 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 the cut down date comes for rosters in October, if maybe they waive him, even though he's on a guaranteed deal, just because, again, it's going to be really tough for him to, to, to get a lot of playing time this coming season, especially that he's a veteran player um, with all those young players uh, c- coming onto the team. Uh, and then financially, where does the team stand? You know, they still have a lot of cap space out there. They still have they can open anywhere from like 23 million at, at minimum up to like 35 million dollars in cap space. So so even though, yes, their roster has 18 players, they're still one of those teams to watch that if a team wants to move on a veteran player, uh, you know, big contract, you know, that there's been reports, obviously, in the offseason about the, the Lakers um, and Nets having interest in maybe swapping Kyrie Irving for Russell Westbrook. And if there's a third team needed, the Spurs could be that third team to take on Westbrook's contract. So, again, uh, right now, yes, um, you know, the, the roster currently stands where it's at. But again, they, they have the flexibility with all that cap space to take in a, a veteran player. So, again, that's something to watch as, as the uh, as training camp draws closer uh, toward the end of September. I, I believe it would start, even though they haven't officially given a date. So, again, that's kind of where the Spurs' roster stand. I know that it's been a while. And again, we'll continue to report and um, overall project Spurs on, on what other additions they make or who, who leaves the team. So the next topic is uh, let's go ahead and break down the Spurs' schedule. So this one I'm going to go ahead and display. So again, if you're watching this, if you're listening to Spurs Cast, you know thank you for listening on all the different apps that we have it on. But then if you're also watching visually on YouTube, that that's this this part's at least going to help out. So let me just bring that up real quick because uh, there's a lot of notes here. All right, so so now if you're again if you're watching visually, you're able to see this. But I, I'll explain it to you those of you uh, just listening through audio. Okay, so the Spurs schedule breakdown. Um, schedule breakdown. So the preseason does begin October second through thirteenth. So October second is the first game. So usually, uh, the training camp begins a week before the preseason. So I'm assuming that like in late September, maybe like like early twenties is when they'll have media day, and then they'll have uh, they'll start training camp. The Spurs. So the Spurs will play in five preseason games. Then um, up until October thirteenth, then they're going to get about six days off, and then the regular season does begin on October nineteenth officially. Uh, their first opponent will be the Charlotte Hornets. 
uh, in San Antonio. And then this, this, they go for you know for multiple months. I think it's like a seventh month season. And then their final game is on April 9th uh, against the Dallas Mavericks. Now, because of where they're projected to be as a team this coming season, we know it's a rebuilding year. So they're likely not going to make the playoffs, likely not even make the playing game unless they really uh, surpass expectations. Then their season does is expected to wrap up here on, on April 9th. So again, uh, be ready for some Spurs basketball from probably October 19th through, through April 9th. Uh, the the first fifteen game the the first fifteen games is a really good indicator we're gonna have to see exactly what this team is exactly you know are they that lottery team that's projected to maybe get the best uh, pick in the in the draft for for uh, Victor Wembanyama from, from from France or are they maybe more competitive and, surpri- and and you know surprising people with with the expectations so let's just take a look at their first fifteen games because again this will be a really good sample size once the season starts so it's going to take place from October nineteenth through through November fifteenth this is about you know, a good, a good month into the season. And so I've written here, you know, obviously the Vegas um, uh, individual games haven't come out yet, but I, I've written here first, um, you know, what teams are they favored or maybe even against or, or, or slightly the underdog against? And there's only three teams in these first 15 games that I can see that, that being the case, the Charlotte Hornets, you know, maybe, maybe that's the case for that, for that opponent, the Indiana Pacers and also the Portland Trailblazers. So again, those are the three teams that I think, you know, they may, they may be even, they may be slightly favored, or they may just be a slight underdog. Now, these next, uh, you know, the next 12 teams are teams that they should not be favored. You know, they should not be favored against. They're probably going to be, um, you know, four to six points uh, underdogs or even more against these opponents. And that is the Philadelphia 76ers, the Minnesota Timberwolves three times in the first 15 games. And remember, the Wolves just added Rudy Gobert, uh, the Chicago Bulls, the Toronto Raptors, the Clippers, uh, who are healthy, should have Kawhi Leonard back or expected to have him back. The Denver Nuggets twice, who are supposed to have Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. should be coming back as well. Uh, the Memphis Grizzlies, uh, the Milwaukee Bucks, and then the Warriors, who just won the title. So again, those 15 games to, to start the year, if the Spurs, you know, if everything goes kind of as it's projected to go, then they can end up starting the year 3-12. and 12. And again, that's kind of expected if this is a team that is expected to, to be the worst team in the league by record and, and have the best chance of getting uh, the number one pick next offseason. So again... It's going to be a rough start if that's the case. So kind of bear, be in, bear in mind that's that's what a rebuilding um, you know team looking to try, try to get the number one pick in the lottery looks like. That's the kind of season it has. But you know, who knows? Maybe they make some surprises. Maybe they end up starting like uh, uh, five and ten, or, you know, or even five and ten is not that great. You know, just like like I don't know, seven and eight or something like that. So maybe they will be a little bit more surprising. So again, that first fifteen games will tell us exactly what projection this team is is headed toward. Uh, and so that's going to be interesting to look at. Uh, when the season does start again, a, a month into the season. Now, let's just go through a few schedule highlights here that I that I noticed. Uh, you know, kind of picking apart the schedule. Um, they do have an early five game road trip in in mid November. They're going to go to to Golden State. They're going to go to Portland, Sacramento, uh, and then visit the Clippers and Lakers. So again, that'll be an early five game five game road trip for the team. Uh, as far as holidays, there's no um, there's no games on Halloween. There's no games on Christmas Day, and there are no games on Martin Luther King Jr. Day uh, in January. They do have a game on New Year's Eve, and that's against the Dallas Mavericks. So, so there is one game on New Year's Eve. Uh, the rodeo road trip is very long for them. It's a nine-game road trip um, this year. It's going to start in uh, early February, February sixth, and it goes all the way through the end of February, February twenty-eighth. Now, the All-Star break, the All-Star break does take place during that road trip. So, again, it's not solely that they're on the road for for nine games. You know, they do get to take a break there in between. And so, the way that the the, the, the opponents they're going to play during the road trip are. Um, the Chicago Bulls, the Toronto Raptors, the Detroit Pistons, the Atlanta Hawks, the Cleveland Cavaliers, the um, the Hornets again, the Dallas Mavericks, and then the Jazz twice. So again, that rodeo road trip is a nine game road trip um, in, in February, like like the, like the norm. But that's very long a nine game road trip. 
Uh, let's talk about some players, some former Spurs that they're going to see this season. Um, the first game where they're going to actually um, play against DeJounte Murray, who just you know got traded back in, I think it was July or late. Or late. Yeah, it was July. Uh, their first game against Murray in Atlanta will be um, during that rodeo road trip on February 11th. So again, that's when they get to see DeJounte Murray, their former teammate, former all-star on the team. Uh, and then Murray makes his return to San Antonio, not until March 19th. So again, Murray will visit San Antonio, be back in the AT&T Center on, on, on uh, March 19th. Uh, Lonnie Walker IV was also um, you know, a key player for the, for the Spurs these last few years. Uh, he, the Spurs, he's now with the Los Angeles Lakers. So the first matchup against Lonnie will, will take place on November 20th um, in L.A. against the Lakers. And then Lonnie will make his return early, pretty early into the season against the Spurs. He'll come back on uh, right, right, right close to Thanksgiving holiday. Thanksgiving on um, November 25th. So again, Lonnie visits San Antonio on November 25th. And then even though he wasn't, you know, he's, we know that he got traded last season, Derek White never actually played against the Spurs once he got traded to Boston. So his first game against San Antonio's former team will be as a Celtic will be on um, January 7th in San Antonio. So again, Derek White will make his return to the AT&T Center now that he's a member of the Celtics. Uh, and then there are, you know, those those games that, that they mentioned a lot um, here, uh, you know, on the media and just in, in, in headlines. And that's those those three um, separate location games that are considered home games for the Spurs. Uh, the first one does play, take place in Mexico City against the Miami Heat. It's on it's on um, December 17th and it is going to be broadcast on NBA TV. So that's one of their you know their national games, the Spurs. Then the Spurs will stay in San Antonio, but they're going to go visit their old home, the Alamo Dome against the Golden State Warriors on um, January 13th. And this is their their only, you know, uh, ESPN game of the season. So so that game will be broadcast on ESPN. And, and it, again, they're, they're trying to, 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 to try to get, um, you know, try, try to break some record for the, for the most fans in attendance. So they're really um, promoting that game in, um, in January on, on ESPN in the Alamo Dome. And then not until toward the end of the season, literally the second to last game of the year, they're going to play the Minnesota Timberwolves uh, in Austin at the Moody Center. And so they, uh, so again, it's a Spurs home game, but they'll be playing the Wolves there in, in Austin again, at the Moody Center. It's on April 8th. And I know that, um, you know, when, when all this this reporting first came out, a lot of people got, you know, kind of upset that the Spurs are, are playing some games in Austin, uh, you know, especially, that you know, that, that's, the, that's the closest city, you know, where they have a lot more promotional stuff going on as well with the Spurs and they have the Austin Spurs there. And then uh, it was Mike Finger of the Express News. I saw a tweet from him recently where he was like, you know, there was all that stuff about the Austin game. But then, you know, that, that game is not until the second to last game of the year. And again, at that point, it's per- pretty much like the, the the Wolves are probably getting ready for the playoffs. So they're going to probably be resting all their players. The Spurs are going to probably going to be trying to get the, the best uh, best uh, lottery odds. So they'll probably they probably won't you know be be a winning, be a winning club by that point. So again, it's not going to be that great of a of a game to watch. Uh, I would say if, if you know for, for that being you know, one of the marquee games where they're going to be uh, on the road. Something else notable is that there are going to be five bobblehead nights um, for for different Spurs legends. So on one night you can get a bobblehead of George. George Gerben, if you go another night, David Robinson, another night, Tim Duncan, uh, Mono Ginobili also has a bobblehead coming out and then also a Tony Parker night. So, again, you can um, you, the, the, the schedule is all on uh, online on, on the Spurs website, but also you can see it. Uh, we wrote about it on Project Spurs. So, again, there's there's those bobblehead nights if you're able to make those games in attendance in San Antonio. And then, you know, this is a tough one for the Spurs is, is uh, you know, now that they're considered to be the worst team on paper going into a season, they do end up. Uh, showing that they're going to have the most likely the hardest schedule in the league. And again, that's mainly based when you look at who has the hardest schedule in the league. It's a lot of times it's always the, the top five worst, I mean, hardest team schedules are the teams projected to have the worst records just because you know, they don't, they don't have the, um, 
the, the players and the, the you know the, the, the competitors they have competitiveness you know what i mean like they they don't have the players on the roster coming in on paper that are projected to have a really good winning season so the spurs according to positive re- residual uh do have the hardest schedule in the nba the strength of this the strength of a schedule for the opponents is at 52.1 percent so again uh, you know that, that's a that's a hard schedule for the Spurs, uh, and again, it's mainly based on on the the roster that they've put together so far this this offseason. So again, that's kind of where the schedule stands. It's going to be a, an interesting season. Again, this is kind of this is it's meant to be a rebuilding year. The Spurs are trying, you know, they're going to try to to basically develop the young players that they have on the roster. They have three rookies coming in with Sohan, uh, Malachi Branham, and also um, Blake Wesley. Who knows if even the Austin guys get a lot of minutes? Maybe like Dominic Barlow gets a lot of minutes. San Antonio maybe. Uh, Jordan Hall. So again, that that's kind of the, the season that that's that's expected. They do have some veteran players, and as we've discussed here in the past, you know, we don't know how long those veteran players will remain on the team this season. Players like Jakob Pertl, Doug McDermott, um, a few others. So again, that it's it's just going to be an interesting season. To watch uh, based on the on the projections. That's kind of um, where 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 things stand. It's going to be you know. Uh, you know, for a competitive standpoint, it's it's going to be interesting to see again how 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 close are the Spurs in these games, or or do they just completely you know you know fall out based uh, not not having an All Star anymore, like like and having a leader like Dejounte Murray. We'll see you know who, who picks up the who picks up that um that responsibility in, in the in the in the younger players or, or veteran players. Uh, before we close out this episode, don't forget to visit ProjectSpurs.com. We have our latest articles on Yaka Pirtle. By we've out, we've also added some some new writers. I do want to mention that as well uh, over on Project Spurs. So so you'll start to see more of their work, especially as the season um, draws closer. So um, we have an article on on Yaka Pirtle. It's written by um, Balin um, Ganeshapa. Uh, we have a new statement jerseys article by Matt Lerma. Uh, and then uh, Jonas Clark wrote about the schedule release, so you can check that out on Project Spurs. Uh, we have our Fiesta Short series that was um, that, that's written by uh, Trace uh, Ronning. So again, he's one of our new writers as well. And then, of course, Benjamin Bornstein is getting ready for next year's draft, and he has a bunch of articles on the on the prospects for the 2023 draft. Uh, so make sure to check out Ben's work, especially the fact that this is supposed to be a team that's you know projected to be a top five lottery team, actually top three lottery team, based on on the roster they put together. So thanks for listening to this episode of the Spurs cast. And also thank you to Joe Garcia for mixing and producing this episode from all of us at Project Spurs. Stay safe and have a great day. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.